special day in my life uh my daughter's birthday today she turns 12 years old Joel, happy birthday to the most beautiful uh 12 year old in the world um those of you that uh are parents you understand this and if you're young enough and you don't have any children yet or if that's something that you want to do i don't want to assume that everybody wants to do that um, especially of you men out there um I started my my uh, having children. I had two boys first, and wasn't sure if I was uh, uh, prepared for a girl. I grew up in a family of boys, um, so it was a little bit of a, a nerve-wracking experience. The thought of having a daughter, um, however, uh, she changed my life, and uh, feels she got a little emotional there. Um, having a daughter has made me uh, a better man and I am thankful for her in my life and uh, geez I don't even know why I'm sharing that well I do because I love her so anyway enough of that before I uh, tear up again <coughs> as I we used to joke my daughter and I we used to uh, watch cartoons and I'm a pretty emotional um, guy when it comes to uh, feeling okay to uh you know, cry, uh, even when I'm happy or sad, and and I, I don't shy away from that, although I used to, as you grow older, you gain a little more wisdom, but the story is, uh, we were watching, I believe it was a Phineas and Ferb uh, cartoon on Disney, and there was a scene where one of the guys, uh, not Phineas or Ferb, but the tough guy, can't even remember his name, was crying and someone says are you crying and he says no my eyeballs are sweating and so that's kind of a joke that we have uh viv and i when we <laughs> when we uh might tear up when watching something so she always is looking at my face to to see if i'll tear up during something because she is also <laughs> that emotional uh, the emotions are close to the surface and well i think it's beautiful and i i love her for that all right so uh among other things, enough about my daughter. Uh, so today's market, of course, may has made a little cheeky move, in my opinion. Um, uh, yesterday, I kind of misspoke on when the FOMC meeting was. I was thinking it was yesterday, but clearly it was not. It's today. And it's not s super uncommon that we have this little bounce um, in, in the market uh, leading up to some of these things as people are trying to predict and anticipate what is going to happen and there's probably also some uh, movements in the market when it, in relation to being able to uh, when the price goes up get a quick exit before things might uh, turn down so it seems like a lot of people are, are piling on into this uptrend so in the last 24 hours Bitcoin is up uh, 2.5 Two percent trading at eighteen two eighty five. Now, do I think that is going to uh, remain for the rest of the day? I think two thirty is uh, the meeting. Mm, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm. I'm not feeling. 
confident that this has kind of been a, a long-standing trend in my opinion of the market, and I'm not an expert, but I have been following for for a while now. I just don't think it's going to sustain. I think there's still the macro is still unraveling. There there are a lot of uh, people that believe that the price it's already priced in. In other words, everybody, the majority expects that we got we get that seven five uh, rate hike. And most people don't think it'll be the 100 or the full point. And, I mean, if it is that full point, I said yesterday, you can see uh, chaos uh, ensue and there will be a steep, steep decline in the overall market. Uh, Bitcoin, um, you know, it's at 19.285. I don't know if I said this yesterday, but if it can't hold... If it's unable to hold on to that 18,000 mark, around 18,000, 18,200, somewhere in there, I, I don't think the next support is um, relatively close. So uh, it, it could nuke down, you know, several thousand in a very short period of time. What will happen is that will be a cascading event, and everyone in crypto uh, knows that what's going to happen so the people that are really in trading in crypto right now if that's not you they are in the markets and they're watching it daily they know full well the people with the big dollars know full well what the support levels are and i have no doubt they have stops uh, set up on their trading uh, platforms where if it hits a certain level they're taking everything into stable coins and it will be this mass cascade. If you look at a Bitcoin chart on a daily, you can see some extreme big drops in a very short period of time. And if you trade that down, you know, to the four hour, to the three hour, I mean, you're gonna be able to see some huge drops in the history of Bitcoin. Uh, there is some talk that this, if if things begin to uh, unravel on the macro level, that um, we might be seeing opportunities to buy on the back end of that that we haven't seen since you know early uh, 2016 or 2017 when the previous bull market launched. I mean, it was you could throw a dart at a dartboard and and hit a crypto and then went. And if you had it during the bull run, you know you were making easy money. Um, I I was I was just vaguely just on the fringe of the market at that time, just learning, and I didn't really put much money in. And then I kind of forgot about it until the end of 2020. Thereabouts, well, I didn't really forget about it. I would check it, but I didn't do the research that I have been doing for the last two years and and trying to find the good projects. So. You know, right now I'm just excited to see how things unfold over the next few years. The the one thing that a lot of uh, crypto uh, people look at, you know, they follow Bitcoin because that has traditionally been the leader. I don't know if that will stay that way, but it, traditionally it has been the leader. They are looking at the having events um, across the timeline, and typically the bull runs uh, coincide 
with the having, um, let me see where's Bitcoin, having dates. So if, if you look at those having dates, you the, the first having was in uh, November of November 28, 2012. And then the second having was uh, July 9th, 2016. And then each one of these sort of set off the next bull run. So that second having, if you would look at on a chart for that date, let's see if this little fighting forks up in here. No. Um, you can see that the trend begins to jump at that point. And maybe not right at the having date. So if I'm going to go to the max on CoinGecko and we'll go back to 2016, this one's it's kind of hard to look back there because the chart is so tiny, uh, comparatively speaking. Let's see if we go into here. Yeah. So the having, as I mentioned in the, for the second having, was July 9th, 2016. So if we look back to well, let me just expand this just a little bit here. I'm going to go to July 9th, 2016. Now, let's see, on that date, oh God, I can read this, sorry for this, I should have put this out, oh my gosh, I'm just clicking all over the place here. Alright, I think I have it now. So, if we're looking at July 2016, it's the Bitcoin price, I'm going to get it on there, was... That's June. You can do this. Slice link through it. All right. Now we are at the having date, and the price at that point for Bitcoin was two thousand three hundred and sixty-three odd dollars. So from that point on, and and people front run the having just a little bit. From that point to the bull run peak, which was in December. It went up to $19,000 in that short period of time. So people are going to look for that sort of having date and try to front run it a little bit and see how that works out. So if we fast forward to this, the third having, which is May 11th, which that one was a little tricky because of COVID shutdowns <clears throat> and, and the like, you know, that really caused a problem in terms of timing and, and maybe had a really big impact on the market overall, which I think <coughs> stunted the actual bull run. And I think it could have gone a lot higher had not a few things such as the miners being shut down in China and and the big COVID shutdown. I think maybe that might have restrained it a, a tad bit. So if on the, on the third halving was May 11th, 2020. And let's see where we are. If we go back to that point and we are looking at $8,806 and it went all the way up to in November it, it hit its $69,000 so it, it was a little bit longer I think well it was longer than the other bull run so in terms of when the halving and, and the kind of the, the shakedown of it so if you're going to enter in, that's kind of one thing that you want to be looking at. That the tricky part is trying to time the relative bottom, and you don't have to hit it exactly. Um, any anywhere you enter, you know, along that timeline leading up to where everything really takes off, 
you're in good shape. I mean, sure, you might enter in at, at the wrong time, and then your what you think your unrealized gains gets cut in half, and you're like, why did I buy? Why did I buy? But if you're holding on to some of these good coins um, as we approach the bottom, maybe we've already hit it, then you're going to be um, in great shape. Uh, let's see if we're looking at the predicted halving. So in 2024 is the next halving, apparently. So it's supposed to take place at block 843,000, which is predicted, and this is where it's plus or minus, on April 22nd, 2024. So at that point, that is the general timeline when things really begin to descend up over the next year and a half, two years, or a year. You don't really know. So we're, we're a fair way away from that. So there isn't probably a rush to start getting some money into the market. However, you know, it, the, the trap is always, always like maximize your gains. So if, you, if you've been in the market for the last, you know, year, see we're the last nine months, you know, you're, you constantly hear buy the dip, buy the dip, buy the dip, meaning you know, prices crashed, you know, this is where you buy, you know, that is it, it while that is true, um, you know, if you look across all the dips, there's a lot of dips. And if you're buying every dip, you know, in early in the bull run, you're going to be okay, as long as you can get a relative idea of when you want to exit. So for example, if you bought the, the, the first major dip on on January 27th where <clears throat> we were on on January 10th or 8th about there at 40,000 and we dropped down to uh, 33,000 that's a, a big drop in the span of two weeks so if you bought that dip and held to a reasonable reasonable time frame it went up to 56,000 so you have some time in there to decide where you want to take your profit and then if it, it dipped again down to 46 and then it back up and it dipped down and then it peaked there in April at 63 and then it had this massive massive drop off down to 48 then it popped back up and then in May that's when the crap hit the fan we went from 58,000 in May on May 8th all the way to a, uh, a relative bottom let me go on July 19th at 30,000 and still you know we went up and down and up and down and now we're at this uh, 19,000 mark right now so I don't think that we have seen a bottom yet um, I think we have a little bit further to go but once again not financial late financial advice just something to uh, keep in mind as we move towards the eventual halving of the market uh, other tokens in the crypto space in the top 10 everything is doing better today but uh, not amazing xrp still up six percent over the last 24 hours cardano up two percent trading at 45 cents solana trading at 32 doge at uh, almost six cents not quite Dots hanging strong at $6.35. And most of the other ones are, you know, teetering in between that 
in that space. Uh, Chainlink, I don't talk about Chainlink a lot, but it has a big uh, following in crypto. They're trading at $7. You know, I, I've mentioned Near before. I'm real bullish on Near. Trading at $3.85. I'm looking somewhere in the $2 range to start uh, buying up some more Near. And uh, ApeCoin up 5%. Don't know why. Not interested at all in that. Not interested in the board apes. Zero. Um, you know, I could go into that in some other show. I probably would get um, tore up in the comments, but um, not a fan of the board ape gap club. And do, do some research on it, and maybe you'll be on the same page. Maybe you think I'm crazy, but that's okay. I just, it's not something that I, I'm interested in, and uh, I don't think I ever will be. All right, and rounding out the top 100, uh, Kusama is um, trading at $41 parachain and the dot network, and everything else still just being a little uh, squirrely. And let me take, I want to take a, a look at Rose. I've been following Rose or Oasis, and that's just kind of been falling. Uh, where is it? it? It's really started to, to tank quite a bit, unless I passed it up. Because it, it must be way down here. Oh, geez, I was just scrolling. I didn't see it. Moonbeam still doing okay at, at 45 cents. I will be looking to pick up Moonbeam if we dip down. I'm thinking Moonbeam looks good to me um, around mm, 20, high 20s, low 30s maybe. But it could go anywhere. I mean, I, I might be completely off in my prediction that Rose is trading at five cents a little less than dogecoin so it's down four percent in the last seven days so this has been today's episode with crypto chat with chapo uh everybody make sure that you take time to get outside and even if it's raining take a walk in the rain uh, listen to the sounds be present in the moment discover something new um, practice some deep breathing and try to close out all of the noise that might be your thoughts or your worries and just be present in that moment. Everybody have an amazing day.